Welcome to Listen by Jean Ginsberg. This audio experience and podcast is all about social media, digital marketing, entrepreneurship, and interviews with top entrepreneurs in the digital and social space. I'm your host, Jean Ginsberg, digital marketing expert, number one best-selling author, and award-winning entrepreneur. I will be sharing with you strategies, tips, and tactics on how to grow your business and your social media following. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Listen by Gene Ginsberg. I have a guest today with me, Murray Vince, someone I've been working with for, I guess, about six months now um, on strategy and I know, a lot of marketing things. Um, so I'm very excited that Murray's here. Great. Well, thanks, Gene. Thanks for the invitation. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk with you about is some of the digital marketing trends we're seeing. Um, some of the technologies, the MarTech stack is overwhelming in terms of the size of it, core skills, and how do marketers keep up with all the advances we're seeing? Um, <clears throat> they're bringing some new marketing sales teams closer together. Uh, there's a lot of integration, uh, seems to be a trend, and that's encouraged by account-based marketing. And I wanted to ask you a couple of questions about how you're perceiving the trends and what effect they're having on you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I do absolutely agree with you. There are there have been a lot of, well, there's been a trend in a lot of different MarTech technologies. So, um, so that is that is absolutely true. And I think that does cause, start to cause a bit of a problem right now because there are so many technologies and there are so many platforms out there. How do you keep track of all of it? So if we focus on, on business to business marketing today, um, I think there's a increased opportunity to get the right message in front of the right customer at the right time. But there's this overwhelming amount of uh, tools uh, that are available. So I wanted to ask you in terms of business to business, how do you select some of the tools and how do you measure the effectiveness? Absolutely. A lot of the times the selection of the tools will will start off with a discovery process, right? So what are we trying to accomplish with this tool and what are the specifications that we need and what's the budget? So actually right now, Right before this uh, this recording, I was talking to uh, uh, emailing with a client because they are looking for a new CRM. It's a new, it's a current client, but they spun out a different business out of the current business, and so they have a, a need for a new CRM um, for the new business. And so they were actually asking me, "Let's talk about a new CRM." And so before I could really make a, a recommendation on which CRM to move forward with, I actually sent them a few questions right before this call, and I can kind of go through some of them, is an example of a, of the CRM. So the first would be, what are the most inefficient processes in the business that would that a CRM would approve, right? So thinking about like the overall picture of what's in the business and what's and what's the CRM going to fix for us, okay? The other one is what's the, what's the functionalities, right? CRMs are very different these days, and they have a lot or a little functionalities, um, some, you know, like a MailChimp has very little functionality when it comes to the CRM piece. It's, it's a pretty robust email platform, but it can be used as a very simple CRM. Um, or there's, you know, HubSpot that has everything pretty much in it that has email marketing and automations and a very robust uh, CRM and sales processes 
uh, specifications and integrations in it. So that's another piece. And then what are the operational processes and workflows that, that the company lacks that needs to be added? So that also will allow us to see which CRM system would work for them. Um, what, what kinds of integrations do we need? Do we need to integrate with other platforms? Because the, the other main thing when it comes to all of these uh, platforms, all of these MarTech platforms, is passing data back and forth through the platforms. Because if you have a standalone platform and you're not, you're in, it's kind of a walled garden, as, as you know, we say when it comes to like places like Facebook or Amazon, it's not very helpful for the business because then we're not going to be able to see the big holistic data picture. And that's the most important thing that we're looking at, right? Is how do we read all this data and how do we use it to optimize our campaigns and our business? So does the CRM need to be integrated with other platforms that uh, would allow us to then gather all of the data? And then the last piece is what's the budget, right? So how much do you want to spend? Do you want to spend 20 bucks a month or do you want to spend a thousand dollars a month? And of course, different different budgets will allow us to have different types of platforms and then more robust platforms with obviously higher budgets. And what, what do you think is driving the proliferation of MarTech? Um, Scott Brinker's done some really excellent work with his eye chart and it's, it's this massive pictograph of all the trademarks um, and brands of, of new products. Um, what, what's driving that? Well, I think part of it is just uh, a lot of people are thinking that, hey, I could absolutely create a new platform. And and in some regards, there's, they're definitely right in the sense that there might be some new bells and whistles, whistles that they create for a platform. So there's no limitation, right, to who and what and, you know, how a platform can be created, right, and what bells and whistles it can have. But yes, it does then start causing this problem of having too many platforms and then, marketing leaders and organizations having to sift through all of those platforms and figure out what's the best one for them. And that can be a very challenging and daunting task because it can be very time consuming. There's a lot to, to, to figure out in terms of the features and benefits. Um, and so someone like us, Jim um, uh, Marketing, where we pro can provide that kind of, those kinds of recommendations because we've done, we've used all these, a lot of these platforms and have researched a lot of these platforms. So your agency has got uh, some breadth of experience. You've got a wide range of customers and they're bringing you kind of this open menu of new MarTech tools that they want to see, they want to have deployed. Um, how, how are you finding measuring for success? Is it getting easier? Is it more complicated? How's that working? Well, we always measure success through data. <laughs> That's since we are a data-driven marketing Good. organization, everything is... Uh, all success is, well, everything is driven through data, and then we figure out what are the success metrics and the KPIs that we need to measure. And so I don't necessarily think that there's a, a correlation between the number of MarTech tools and successes, because um, after you figure out what your specifications are for these MarTech tools, it's, you know, it takes a, maybe a little bit of time to figure out which one is the best one and to then start using it and then uh, integrating it with the our other MarTech stack in order to create a seamless data transition and data flow. And then I think that if everything's working smoothly, then I, I would call it a success. So it sounds like the, the improved tools and as we're learning how to use them and apply them, uh, it is getting more effective in terms of reaching the right customer at the right time with the right message. 
Is that, is that happening? Are you seeing that constant refinement and improvement? I would say that yes, in some ways, but at the same time, a tool is just a tool, right? It's not that it's going to get you in front of the right people or in front of your right audience, let's say. Yes, it can potentially, but you still have to know the right audience to get in front of in order to for this campaign or any campaign to be successful. So it's, you know, yes, having all the bells and whistles, let's say in a HubSpot is great, but it also depends on our, how sophisticated your audiences are and are they, are they open to using these kinds of sophisticated bells and whistles that, that say are our part of HubSpot, you know? Some, some clients we've worked with, their customers are not very sophisticated. And for example, um, we worked with a, a client um, and we have found that the things that they like, their customers, the things that they liked were uh, watching videos on TikTok and Facebook or um, communication through text messaging or Facebook Messenger. So they were not very keen on opening up landing pages or opening up emails and reading through a lot of things. Um, they were a different type of you know, breed of, of customer and they were quite happy just you know, having very short and succinct messages directly through a text messaging platform. So uh, it just depends on who you're targeting and what, how the level of sophistication that your audience has. Um, and then you can pick the right tool for it. So it's not necessarily that every single audience is going to need you know, a HubSpot as your, uh, as your tool. So it just depends. How do you, how do you, there's a trend to personalization in the industry, trying to personalize the message so that uh, the customer um, is aware of, you're conscious of their problems, you're conscious of what's going on. And, and then on the other side of that, I also see these chat bots and other tools that people are using that are hugely depersonalizing. Um, how are you balancing? There's an efficiency that we want to reach the right people with the marketing budget. Uh, but sometimes when I'm, I'm online and I see these chatbots and I see some of the other automation tools, it, 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 it feels really deficient. How's, how's that trend going to improve? So I think that the trend into personalization is definitely the move in that direction. So in all, on all accounts. Now, but I understand what you're saying. And I, what I'm seeing is that it, I think these chatbots just have not caught, uh, the technology is not caught up to the personalization level that we want to have at this point. So there are very simple rudimentary chatbots that maybe can ask answer a few questions here and there, but they're obviously not gonna be um, substituted for a human at this point who can answer much more complex questions or questions that, you know, because these bots are very well, very easy, very programmed into into answering things. You know, if 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 you see this word, then answer this way. But of course, that's not the way humans interact or the way they communicate. So right. I think that yes, we're moving in the direction of personalization, and this is a step, but it, it's it's a very small step in a place that has not caught up with. How do you actually have the technology to personalize it even more? You know, on a, on a level, and we're talking about AI here almost at a level where AI can can mimic and simulate human interaction. When we think about innovation that's happening with marketing technology, what are the two or three trends or technologies opportunities that you see that are that are bubbling up to the surface? What what do you have your eye on? Sure, I mean personalization for sure is one of them. Um, 
you know, honestly, in a very near future, I think that things are going to change very drastically um, as we started talking about AI and machine learning. Um, I think that in about five or 10 years, most um, marketing is going to be done by machines. And the uh, really the only people that I think are going to be left who are going to be humans in this ecosystem are the strategists that create strategy for businesses, campaigns, or whatever that might be. I think that in the next five or 10 years, I mean, I'm already seeing it now. So for example, there are already copywriting AI platforms out there that you can put in, I actually did that with a client of mine, you can put in a couple of keywords, what your product is about, and the AI copywriting platform will actually spit out sales copy for you for social media, for landing pages, for blog posts. I mean, and that's pretty sophisticated already. And it's there, you know, and we're just talking about scratching the surface at this point. So already I'm seeing it and it's just the beginning stages. So, and, and for example, I was talking to someone on my podcast about six months ago and he is an expert in Google AdWords. And he said, um, for the longest time, Google AdWords had, um, you know, people that were running the campaigns, obviously the advertisers or the agencies that were running the campaigns were, you know, making changes and, and to the campaigns to optimize. But now he's saying about six months ago, Google came out and said, we're going to definitely lessen the amount of interaction that, that the, you know, the, that the operator has because now like the machine learning and the AI will be able to take care of a lot of the optimization without humans having to operate and optimize manually. So I see that moving and I am surprised that it hasn't happened so much with uh, Facebook and other platforms like TikTok advertising. So I think that's going to be more moving towards the, definitely the virtual future where these platforms, like these big advertising platforms are going to have that already embedded into their platform without having operators like agencies make changes. So and eventually I think that there's going to be basically one or two people who run these campaigns as strategists or maybe managers, but for the most part, um, graphic designers and copywriters and um, social media people who post social media, I don't know if they're actually going to have jobs in the next five or 10 years. Well, that sounds kind of ominous. I like- I know, the- but I also think that's where it's moving, honestly. And that's career advice for someone who's in this area in terms of skill set, new applications, um, acquiring an ability to use some new tools and staying current so that you're not, your skills aren't obsoleted by the technology. Right. But it's not really, it's just, it's not like it's our industry only, right? It's happening across all industries, right? Mm-hmm. In the restaurant industry, I think that people who do prep work are going to be replaced by robots in the next five or 10 years because robots don't come into work late. They don't have family problems and they can work, you know, pennies on the dollar um, for, you know, 24 hours a day. Right. I mean, unfortunately, I know that this is maybe a, a dystopian society that this podcast turned into, podcast episode turned into, but I think about that all the time because I think that in some ways it's great, but in some ways, yeah. What happens when, you know, millions of people are out of jobs, uh, but it happens all the time, right. When it comes to automation, this auto, this automation, this, this wave of automation is nothing new, right? This happened 200 years ago when the industrial revolution happened, right? So it's not like it's anything new. I think we're just, every generation has a different way of dealing with it, maybe. Um, I mean, same thing with self-driving cars, right? Again, uh, so a lot of people, I think truck drivers are going to be also out of jobs because 
because that's already becoming more automated as well. Right. Uh, I mean, huge feature ahead. You've done a great job outlining the technologies and trends. I want to thank you for your time and, and including me and letting me participate in the interview with you. Um, so the B2B marketing trends, MarTech, um, and effect on sales. Um, thank you very much for your time, Gene. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for being here. It was really fun and exciting, and I love talking about this stuff. Sounds good. Thank you.